2: are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool. And today we're going to be talking about some senior bowl stuff, Landon. We've got some actual Cowboys news to talk about uh so let's get right into it but how are you doing today sir
0: doing well uh you know hopefully everybody uh back home in Dallas has uh survived uh winter storm Landon I'm being told that it was called yeah. uh so uh I, first of all apologize for that uh <laughs> second of all hope everyone's uh warm and in a safe spot because I know it's uh it's been a problem at times so uh, w- my thoughts are out to the people of Dallas right Yeah. Now. We wanted to let you know that
1: this episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. All right, Landon, let's get to the Cowboys related news. Before we talk about the Senior Bowl, uh, let's start with Rich Dalrymple, who I believe was Dallas Morning News reported yesterday that he will be retiring. Uh, Rich was always so good. He's so good at his job. Uh, You've seen him all the time in all the Cowboy videos. He's standing on the sidelines he's standing at the the press conferences uh what's your favorite rich dalrymple moment
0: oh i mean it, it's it's gotta be fi- fix this it, it is rich i mean that's <laughs> yeah, gotta the best, be the best yeah one, that's right? that's the best I, one right i mean honestly i think the best rich dalrymple story or whatever you want to call it uh you know is that we know his name yeah like <laughs> like how what, many what other of the teams, teams other guy do you know by name? exactly how many other teams do you know their pr guy <laughs> like i i yeah i mean that's probably a, a a commentary on the dallas cowboys overall but uh i, I just think you know it, it shows how long he's been with the team how much he has meant for the team at different points um you know pr is is not a uh it's it's a glamorous position, but it's not a position that's necessarily looked upon with a lot of uh, uh, you know good thoughts from from people yeah. that are you know trying to trying to get to the truth or trying to get to what is happening. But I think that Rich behind the scenes, uh, besides also trying to make the Cowboys look good, I, I think he's done a lot for the players themselves. Yeah. The players themselves seem to really really like him. I, I know that Dez actually speaking of um to put out a really nice little tweet about uh how how real he thought Rich was so uh you know for that front you, you got to applaud the guy and and kudos to him man i mean I, i'm sure oh, yeah. he's going to retire to a, a, an incredible life 30 years of the Dallas Cowboys uh, uh making them into one of the most visible franchises in in in, in i mean the, in the world the most visible sporting franchise in the world so uh you know, congrats to him and, and and all the best in the future. That's a tough
1: job to be the PR yeah. guy for oh Jones God, yeah. in the, the Cowboys <laughs> coach. Specifically
0: uh, Jerry Jones. Right? Oh my I mean, goodness. Like, yeah. I mean, at one point, Rich Dalrymple had to be the PR person for Jerry Jones and Bill parcells at the same time. Can you imagine what that was like? <laughs> and and also Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. And, and Jerry Jones at the same time. So yeah. And, 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 and I mean, not to mention, you know, frankly, really any of these head coaches at some point was probably some sort of Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett was was too robotic to really yeah. uh, to, yeah. be, to, to be to be nerve, make him nervous. But I mean, geez, like having to kind of I just I just what I think of Rich Dalrymple, I think of him sitting with his arms crossed uh, over standing on the side of the press conference is just going don't say something stupid. 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 That, that's what I imagine yeah. Rich Dalrymple yeah. did for yeah. 30 years, basically.
1: What a career. Awesome. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Awesome cowboy. Uh, all right. One more bit of news. Uh, Dallas Morning News also reported that Michael Gallup is set to have his ACL surgery, I believe, today on Thursday. <laughs> is it surprising to you that it's been like a month since he's torn his, or tore his ACL that he still haven't had a surgery yet? I
0: I I guess, I mean, at the same time, like in the article, it it said that it suggested that this is a normal amount of time to wait for the swelling to go down. It seems seems like a long long. time,
1: though. Like, it's normally a week or two. What, he told her that
0: week, was that week 17? It's been like at least six months, six weeks, right? Like, it's been a long time. it's, It's been a while. So, um yeah, I mean, I, I guess, again, I, I don't know. It, it does seem odd, but at the same time, like, I don't know that there's anything, unless the injury is more severe than they're letting on or more severe than we're realizing. I don't know that there's anything weird here. The one thing I did think about was, you know, the the, the kind of new uh, thing that's that's going around a little bit is this new, uh, uh, they call it the bear technique, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for repairing ACLs, That's supposed to greatly cut down Uh, recovery time so maybe they're planning on using that technique and so therefore they they don't need to like immediately get on the surgery because the recovery time isn't as bad so that's the only thought i can think of i mean like i said in the article they implied that this was a normal amount of time for to waiting for the swelling to go down we will say it just yeah i don't know i mean it seems longer than some of the other acl surgeries that we you know see typically with dealing with football teams all the time Uh,
1: all I know if I was a team that needed a receiver and I was looking at signing Gallup to like a one-year deal, I would be terrified, right? Like, and we, I mean, we have what, seven, eight months until week one. I mean, I know you can come back from that, but most players aren't themselves seven or eight months after the surgery. I i don't know that, that, this one would make me nervous. I, I, I not, I'm not sure what I would do if I was a free agent team that needed a receiver and Gallup was on my radar.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, anything that we can say to make uh, NFL teams uh, shy away from Michael Gallup, I'm willing to say that right here. Like, uh, yeah, okay. don't, don't sign him because let's 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 back up, though.
1: Yeah, let's say that Cedric Wilson and Gallup both want to sign one year proven deals this offseason and the Cowboys only have cap space for one. I almost would be inclined to take Wilson knowing that he's going to be healthier going into the season than Gallup. And this Gallup's a better player without a doubt, but do I really want to sign a guy coming off an ACL injury who also dealt with a calf injury last year? Like, I, I, I just don't know.
0: I think that's a legitimate point. I, I kind of tend to think I would agree with you. I mean, I, I honestly would prefer to sign Wilson at this point. If we're different, if we're talking about dueling one year deals for proven deals, I mean, even with the ACL injury, Gallup's is going to be more expensive than Cedric Wilson's is. And what if it's and the I, price is the
1: same though? What if it's one year, four million for both? Which one would you rather have this year for the Cowboys?
0: I mean, four million dollars for Michael Gallup seems incredibly cheap. Um, but is he going to be healthy in October? I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like. If they're using this new technique, right? Like, and again, not to go too far into that, yeah. but from what what it sounds like, these guys they they can do something that they bridge ligaments from another part that a newer part that they haven't done before, and they're sprinting in four weeks. So, like, maybe the time frame works so that he's going to be ready if they're using that. Okay. I, I, that's it's It's a, it's a difficult question. I think on a on the surface, not knowing, I would say Cedric Wilson, and then maybe draft a guy as well. Uh, I think that's probably the safer route at this point, but I don't know. Like, I think the good news is, is that the guy that's doing the surgery is your team doctor, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So you probably could get some pretty good insight on exactly how long the return is for this sort of thing.
1: So I believe there's still like six weeks until free agency. It might even be seven weeks. I guess we'll have a better idea where Gallup is at, right? Like, if this is true that like these guys are back to running in five, six weeks, Maybe we will, we'll we'll know. Maybe the Cowboys won't be scared off about bringing him back, or another team won't be afraid of giving him a long term deal. I think it's just something, Lana, We're going to have to check back in uh, here in a few weeks.
0: Keep in mind that because it, this is the team's doctor, that's the other thing. The Cowboys will have the best information here yes. on on exactly what Gallup's situation yep. is. So that's a
1: good point. That's a very good point.
0: Uh, all right, I want to talk about
1: the Senior Bowl, but before yeah. we do that, we should tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now and use promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first uh, fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making up to $300 a year in cash back and there's absolutely no catch You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card, and just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: All right, Landon. uh, Day two of the Senior Bowl has passed. Uh, We're currently watching uh, day three. I've got it up on one of the screens. Uh, (laughs) Same kind of thing as we saw the last couple days. Uh, One of the themes that you and I were talking about before the show started is it's the same kind of guys that play you know, that perform well on Tuesday, also perform well on Wednesday, and yeah. that's what you like to see. You like to see that consistency. Yeah. So, I know you watched the tape last night. Who stood out to you?
0: mean, again, it's the same. It's the same guys, like you mentioned. It's it's. I saw a lot of Jermaine Johnson. I saw a lot of. Uh, I thought Zion Johnson (laughs) didn't have quite the same day that he had previously, I think, but I think he still had a really solid day. They played him a lot at center yesterday, it seemed like. Yeah. And and I got to say, the other thing, too, is that, uh, you know, this field just didn't look like it was in great shape. Like they were slipping a lot and there was just a lot of people losing their feet and, uh, you know, just a lot of rain. But, you know, I I, I will say that, uh, you know, as, as good as zion johnson was i think we i've seen now why and where he struggles when he does struggle right like mm-hmm. when he struggles it's because he stops moving his feet uh and then you see you started to see and i think part of that was because he's had you know um he was Shaking trying footage. to yeah. anchor yeah and he was trying to anchor and then he just lost his footing or... i saw him
1: once just completely slide backwards he had his feet
0: planted and he slid there was one point, yeah, where he was taken on. Was it? I think it was Travis Jones, Jones right? And, and, and like tackle. he yeah. engages with him, he gets his feet pointed outward, and he and he and he bends to anchor. And then instead of like anchoring and, and, and stopping, his feet just go out from underneath him, yep. and he's on his knees trying yep. to block him and lock the guy up. And it was like, yeah, that I don't think that's going to work against a guy who's got 35 pounds on you, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know that's it was kind of uh interesting to see that angle or that side of these guys and see you know, them kind of trying to deal with bad footing and see how they react to that. Um, what well, Kai Johnson, just really quickly before
1: we move on, yeah, yeah, him. please, please, please. I, I feel like he's in a little bit of a tough spot this week too because he's playing left guard, center, and right guard, and most of his snaps during team period are playing at center because. I'm not sure that's that team has another center that they feel comfortable <laughs> getting through practice with. He's clearly a left guard for me, at least. Yeah. And well,
0: he's. They don't have any center that's as good as even Zion Johnson improving at center. Who, that's the problem, right? Who
1: took his first career snap at center on Tuesday?
0: He yeah. never has done it before. And I don't know if you were paying attention, but I was like when he was at, doing his center snaps one-on-one, I was certainly obviously watching the engagement that he had with the defensive fly But part of what I was watching was to see how the snaps were getting back to the yeah. guy that was playing quarterback, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, it didn't look uh, perfect, to say the least. No, so, no. Yeah, well, you
1: wouldn't I, expect I, it after day two of no, him doing and, it, right?
0: I do think it's a little bit uh, good for him for, for listening and go, yeah. following through, but I, I think – his agent's got to be pulling his hair out right now, right? Although I, I kind of think this is going to
1: work uh, in, in favor for him because now he can go to draft meetings and say, hey, I've practiced and played yeah. all five spots on the offensive line. Sure. And hey, the more you can do – I, if you need me in a pinch to go play center, I can do that, right? And I, here's a bunch of snaps of me doing that against some of the best college players in the nation. I'll, I I just like him a lot. There was one play, and I know I, I'm pretty sure I said it to you, where – they were running a screen in team period, and he got out in space and yeah. made the block, and, like, just it's pretty hard for a guy of his size to do that. I, I'm very impressed by him.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, like, it's uh, it's it's impressive that, you know, that you're able it, – it's kind of a, a difficult balance, right? It's like yeah. you want to go out there and put your best foot forward, and that usually entails you playing a position you're familiar with. Obviously, position versatility is so valued, yeah. especially at the offensive line and in the interior. So, him doing that is going to give him bonus points. But I'm sure his co is, like I said, his agent is watching this and going, oh, "This is not the best he can play. This well, is crazy. It, but it's but not the, the, fair the that some of the other offensive
1: linemen get to oh, stay. Yeah. There's there's natural position, and he's got to play all the other ones.
0: But well, it gives him a double bump, right? It's like okay, a he has the versatility, and b he's coachable and willing to do what the coaches ask. Like those are both uh, things like that he's going to get big bonus points for.
1: I, I really like him. He is a good, good player. Um, I just want another guy that really stood out to me over the last couple of days is Logan Hall, the defensive tackle yes, from, from Houston. Houston. And I actually, I'm pretty sure we talked about him yesterday. But six foot six, two hundred and eighty pounds. Plays on the edge, you know. When you watch his college tape and play inside, I, I was trying to find like a comp for him, and I kind of came up with like Michael Bennett a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, just he is so quick playing defensive tackle, and he I he's won so many reps this week. He's destroyed some of the, the the team stuff. I I really like Hall. I think he's a good player.
0: What was the name of the kid? Was it Peyton Turner? Peyton Turner from
1: Houston, same school, went in the first round last year to the Saints.
0: Similar body types too, right? Yeah. Like they were yep. kind of tall, long players, inside-out types, but they were more finesse-y than yes. they were yep. physical power players. So yep. uh, Bennett's a good comparison there because I think that's, that's Bennett's game too, right? Like he, he looks big and strong and tough, but really he wins – by being big and quick more than right. being, you know, strong. He's just
1: big. not a three hundred and five pound defensive tackle that's gonna hold up against the run. It's just not his game.
0: Yeah. And 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 guys like that are kind of interesting to see, you know, how they can be deployed because you know, you you don't want him inside necessarily to play the run. Like right. you could probably kick him down to do some pass rushing and stuff, but he's not a guy that you necessarily want. Uh, playing defensive tackle when a run happens, which is one of the things that really made Michael Bennett really good, right? Is that despite – you know that's why you don't always kick in a bunch of defensive ends down to defensive tackles because when they run the ball, you get screwed. But Bennett Bennett was not that way. Bennett was able to hold his own there. So it'll be interesting to see if this guy can do some of that stuff. But I I feel like more than likely this is a guy that you are – playing early downs on the outside mm-hmm. and then kicking in when unknown pass rushing uh, situations. But yeah, I have been really impressed by him uh, just kind of consistently showing up uh, as well as a guy like Devonte Wyatt. I thought, you know, oh, we yeah. talked about him yeah. a little bit yesterday. The more I watch Wyatt, the more I think that this is probably, I mean, again, I'm very early in this process, way earlier than you, but he is uh, right now, my favorite pass rushing defensive tackle that I've seen. I mean, he just has the juice. He has the quickness. He has the size you want. Um, I I think that there who's the kid from Oklahoma? Perry and Winfrey. Now that is another guy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about him a second. What were your thoughts on him? On Winfrey.
1: um, So I I watched, Oklahoma a lot during the season as I'm a, an adopted Sooners fan and in that Alex Grinch defense it's all like slants and kind of stuff like the, the defensive linemen are doing weird things yeah. but you put him in a situation where he can just get up the field and rush the passer he's he's kind of terrified because he's so long and he knows how to use his arm length and he's yeah. got some quickness to his game
0: yeah
1: I, I talked to somebody yesterday who said going into the week he was like a fifth or sixth round pick he might be like a top 50 pick now because you just
0: don't see guys that have that kind of size and athleticism very often. It's just weird to me that OU consistently seems to put out these types of players that they, they that they recruit these guys yep. who are really good fits for what they don't do. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're athletes. They get these yeah.
1: athletes and they basically put them in situations where they can't be athletes.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I mean, we've been do- we've been doing this with Oklahoma defensive linemen for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was the name of the kid, uh, Charles, uh, the defensive end? That's, oh, oh, why he- can't I
1: think of it? His- but they've had all these, right? Uh, yeah. Eric Stryker was the one a-, a while ago that they had that was like that. I mean,
0: even, even Gallimore. Like, Gallimore yep. still, like, I think they kind of, when he was at OU, they kind of stripped a lot of stuff away to make it easier for Gallimore to just get upfield and go, as opposed to a lot of their other defensive linemen but it's just they've they we've seen over and over again these guys from OU they have the athletic profile that you're looking for as defensive linemen they're incredible athletes but they they learn just unusual techniques to kind of fit what they're trying to do in college and it, and it doesn't quite translate one-to-one in, into what they're going to do in the NFL and, and what, what happens is that it provides an opportunity for NFL teams to potentially get a diamond to the rough, right? Because you have this incredible athlete who suddenly you change schemes and he's going to hopefully be a lot better than he was in college. But at the same time, it's like these guys are incredible athletes that go to this college with the idea of hopefully promoting themselves and getting into the NFL. And and what does it do? The the program basically suppresses their ability Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and kind of grinds them into be part of this system. And then, you know, we'll see how the draft process works out for you on the other side of graduation. Uh,
1: Charles Tapper was the guy Tapper, that you were thinking. Thank you. God. Uh, but they've had other ones like Jordan Phillips is a defensive tackle yeah. who has a really good career in the NFL, and he basically Absolutely. did nothing. Uh, oh, man. Is it Okoronko, who the, the Rams yeah. drafted, who was like another yeah. one of these athletic edge rushers who Absolutely. fell in the draft, yeah. uh, playing really well for the Rams now. So, like, they they have a bunch of these guys. Ronnie Perkins last year. Remember, Ronnie Perkins was a net rusher. They
0: had all these guys, all these guys fit that same mold, yep. right? They're incredible yep. athletes, incredible athletes for the position that they play. But the position that they play for this team, the for techniques are completely different than, than what they would do almost at any other college, and, and definitely what they're going to do in the NFL. I agree. Um, all right,
1: I, I've got a couple other names I want to talk about some good, some bad. Uh, but let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues with the Super Bowl next weekend, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. I also want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and why you have to wait for a pe- person behind the computer who orders the same exact parts that you could go do right now online? Go to rockauto.com and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They always have amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Family business, serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. You know you're going to get the best prices. Again, rockauto.com. Uh, all right. A couple other players that stood out to you, Landon. Um, I, I'll give you a guy in a bad way, Trey McBride, the, the tight end from – uh, Colorado State, I, I was hoping that he would be, you know, this first round tight end prospect that's really good on the move. And he'd made a couple of nice contested catches, but he's small. And I don't think he has a ton of juice or athleticism. I was a little bit disappointed in him. I don't know if you got to watch any of the tight ends this week, but he was. A little bit. Yeah.
0: In some of the team stuff, right? And and that's the thing, right? Is that like he's this undersized tight end, move tight end type but if you're going to be that, I mean, you really need to be a very good receiver. You yeah. really need to be a good mover. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, okay at those things. But, but okay is not going to cut it when you're, you know, a detrimental piece yep. in the run blocking game. Or, you know, if you're just not a two-way tight end at all. It, it reminds me of, there was, a, there was a kid from Oregon a couple years ago, I feel like, who, or maybe it was, was- Washington. I can't remember. He was kind of an undersized tight end.
1: Hunter Bryant. Yeah, Hunter Bryant. Yeah, but he actually reminded me of the other one, Harrison Bryant, the one that went to
0: Florida. that's uh, the one I think I I I think I'm thinking of. Right, where where, for the Browns uh, now. Yep. Yeah, it's like you watch him and you're like, okay, he's doing some stuff against college competition, but he doesn't look dynamic, right? He just looks like he's a bad matchup for these college defenses. And, you know, you kind of get him in, in with some other guys that are of, of, of higher ilk and, and, and better competition. Yep. And he doesn't, he doesn't look as dynamic. He, he's not, you know, pulling away from these guys the way he was in, in, in the tape. And so uh, I, I think, you know, I didn't watch a ton, a ton of Trey McBride but, but, uh, of college, but I, I see a guy who I, I can tell what happened here, right? Like he yeah, gets yeah. to the larger competition and he just doesn't have the athleticism to do the things that he did against the competition that he faced in college. And without that athleticism and certainly not having the size or, or, or background as a blocker, it's like, he's a a little bit of nothing. Like there's just, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing really for him to hang his game hat on really. I, I agree. I,
1: I was really excited about him kind of going into the week and I've been pretty disappointed. I actually have liked a couple of the other tight ends better uh, Jimmy Ruckert from Ohio State. I, love, Much I really big. Like Ruckert. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a good player. Um, linebackers, have you have you got a chance to watch any of the linebackers here? Because I've got a couple that I, I'd like to talk about.
0: I, I honestly haven't, so please okay. go, go ahead.
1: Uh, Chad Muma is the best one there. He's the linebacker from Wyoming. Not all that dissimilar from Logan Wilson, who the Bengals drafted, I believe, was in the third round two years ago. 6'3", 242. Doesn't really play at that size, but it's super instinctful, can run sideline to sideline. I, I think he's really interesting. Probably like for Dallas, it'd have to be a second round pick. And I wouldn't hate it. I think that's a good spot to draft linebackers. The other one that I want to mention is Troy Anderson from Montana State. And if you don't know anything oh, about yeah. him, yeah, I he, do. I do. yeah, he's popped a few times. So uh, I, I was doing some re- research on him before we jumped on the show. In 2018 at Montana State, he was the first team all-Big Sky quarterback.
0: Yeah, there. yeah, okay, this is the guy, yeah. He, I heard he,
1: ra- he has the Montana State record for most rushing yards, most passing yards, most touchdowns. Tr- uh, moved to the, the defensive side of the ball this year and was the all-Big Sky defensive player of the year. And when you watch him on some of these tapes, and he actually just popped here as I'm kind of watching this the side, but like <laughs> he doesn't have any idea what he's doing yet. But he is such a natural football player that that's somebody I would gamble on on day three. I think.
0: Yeah, and Montana too. I mean, I know we're it's it doesn't sound super impressive, but Montana is like up there with North Dakota State as yeah. one of the top yep. teams that kind of consistently is making uh, that that trip to the the championship game, the FCS championship game. So. Um, yeah i think that this is uh this is an interesting guy to watch i mean this is the kind of guys that you take a flyer on right like yeah. he's got got the kind of tools that you want uh he just had kind of a mix a match of experience but you know this is like this is how guys like uh uh Taysom hill you know guys that are like yeah. you know that have abilities to play football but just could never find a spot to kind of individually develop i'm not suggesting that we want to take some hill but i'm saying that you yeah. know the, there are guys out there that are physically talented football players that just have not found a position yet that are worth kind of taking a chance on because i mean you know it's it's like this right you, you draft a guy like this in the fifth round right or fourth or fifth mm-hmm. round you, you could do that or draft a guy who's been playing the position the, his entire life and has kind of you know hit a ceiling you know what he is or you could take a flyer on this guy who has a level of athleticism that might be better than a typical fourth or fifth rounder, yeah. but he just hasn't put it all together yet. And your hope is that, he, you know, during the course of being a professional football player, that, that, that they can learn the techniques that could make them better than any fourth or fifth rounder that you could potentially draft. So, well, and uh, this is why we love the senior pool,
1: right? Yeah. Because you get to see players like this that you normally wouldn't get to see. Right. It, it, it's yeah. fun. Um, anybody else you want to mention from, uh, your film study last night?
0: I, I mean, I got to mention, uh, just because I had such high expectations based on what other people were saying, and this is my own fault for, I mean, for this, but, uh, oh, I'm losing his name, Marquise Hayes, right, mm, the, the yes. guard from OU. I just see a guy who's really, really struggled I'm both days, in my opinion. I've seen a guy whose hands have been really sloppy uh, he's you know they'll get outside he'll he'll hug a guy as opposed to getting his hands inside several different times I saw him get his hands on the outside of the shoulder pads and grabbing guys I saw him tackle one of the guys that came mm-hmm. after him uh, there was one play where and, and again as as much as anybody else yesterday he was really struggling with the footing yesterday so that's part of it but at the same time you know he has all these tools like he's I think he's 6'5", like 3'15", or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's got long arms. He tries at times to kind of throw like a one-arm punch, like a stab, almost like he's a tackle. Uh, But I've also watched him do that and completely whiff and then get get beat by a swim inside. Uh, I saw him at one point you know, try to throw a block and then just took a dude's helmet off because it went so high. And I was like, I just feel like this is a guy who – has a lot of talent, probably has some good coaching, uh, but is just – has sloppy technique when when things break down a little bit. So mm-hmm. I just feel like he's a guy that, despite kind of some of the hype coming in, really needs some work to kind of focus uh, uh, his technique down a little bit. Get his, get his hands working with his feet, really, is, is the key yep. thing, and just better – accuracy with his hand targeting it will be helpful for him
1: so we've seen a bunch of these Oklahoma interior offensive linemen over the last couple of years right like Tristan Mia Ben Powers we saw Creed Humphrey last year I don't think he measured us up to any of those guys at least from what we've
0: seen so far right I mean physically and and, and athletically I could see why there was excitement there is excitement about him but I I I also feel like You know, like when you're when you're at a major university, like a top you know university, you're getting some of the best coaching. Oh yeah, in in the country. And 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 this guy, like, it feels like, for as much as he's played, for as big of the universities that he's played at, he should have a little bit more developed techniques, or at least the techniques should be more ingrained in his game, right? Because that's ultimately the problem: is that you and you see with all these players, right? They 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 learn these techniques, and then when the play breaks down or when things get tough, they revert to something that is other than what they're taught to do. Mm -hmm. Right. That just takes more and more reps and more and more reps of being in those situations to, to make it, you know, second nature. It's just not that for him now. It's just not second nature right now. It feels like he's spending too much time doing what it takes to try to win the rep as opposed to, working on his technique and that the reason that's problematic is that he's going to be a penalty machine when he gets into the NFL, especially if he's got to deal with some of the rough crews that the NFL's got, (laughs) you know, there's going to be some games. He'll probably get five or six, you know, holding calls just because he's got his hands out in a bad spot. He'll get a hands to the face penalty or he's tackled a dude because the guy got past him uh, because he tried to throw a one-armed stab inside at guard. And he got beat by a 320 pound guy who is a ton faster than he is. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just concerned about it, just based on you know the hype I heard about the guy coming in.
1: Uh, Last thing before we head out, who would you say is the best player you've seen so far at the Senior Bowl?
0: Now, I—I mean, again, I have not watched as much of the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. I've you're not missing
1: anything there. No, I promise I'm not that group.
0: (laughs) Whatever, that's the truth. Uh, I think to me, the best player I've seen is Jermaine Johnson from the state. Uh, I, I think, agree. you know, he's just been out there dominating every rep. He just it seems to be playing at a different speed than a lot of these other guys. Um, you know, he's not completely a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. None of these guys are. Uh, but I think that what you see in him is a, uh, a Trump card, a, a way to win. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he has a developing set of counter moves. Whether that's the spin move, whether that's an arm over inside, uh, I, I think you know the, the key thing with a lot of these speed uh pass rushers is they have to have a second thing. It cannot just be uh, speed, speed, speed because you're not going to win that way. Nope. These guys will overset on you, and it's like I talked about yesterday, right? Like what ended up happening: the tackles started learning their lessons, they started oversetting this guy, and then you know Johnson took a couple snaps of of not of kind of just running into the guys, and then I'm like, well. Maybe that's all he's got, but then you see a couple snaps later, he's spinning inside, he's overarming yep. inside, he's getting, he's setting them up outside to go back inside. So that to me shows a guy who is, uh, is you know, not super advanced, but more advanced than you. You, you... he's he's a it's sufficiently advanced for what you're looking for in, in kind of yep. a I don't know top 100 pick. I don't I, I don't really know where where his draft stock is, but I mean I certainly would be interested in, in that yeah. range.
1: Um, once he learns how to long-arm offensive tackles, he's going to be fully, really
0: good. Yeah, absolutely. He,
1: yeah. He's going to be really good because he's got long arms. He's very athletic. He checked a lot of boxes this week, though, between the measurements, the 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 play at the Senior Bowl. He already has great production. We'd not be surprised at all. Ends up being a first-round pick because it's what happens sometimes. You go and you, you do really well at the Senior Bowl. You go
0: perform well at the Combine. Wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, there's really no reason he shouldn't be, especially with the idea that we've been talking about that I have to think that more and more teams are going to start banking on athletic potential because of the way that things have turned out the last few drafts. I agree. Uh,
1: All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the Senior Bowl. We don't care about the Senior
0: Bowl game on Saturday too much, do we? (laughs) I mean, we'll talk about it uh, on Monday, but no, the practices is obviously where we're And today,
1: Thursday is the big practice day because it's your last practice day. It's a padded practice, a lot of competition stuff, a lot of team stuff. Uh, We'll learn a lot today when we get to go back and watch the film. So follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. Download us wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Follow the show at Locked on Cowboys on Twitter. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next
2: time.